Do you yearn for sleepless nights? Do you enjoy being in a constant state of worry? Can you cope with cleaning up bodily fluids? Well, whatever you're up to this New Year's Eve, remember, stop, think, Durex. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 25 of Veer and Vance. My name's Chris. My name's James. And we'll go straight into our tried and tested for this episode, which is from Marzen's Brewery and it's called 61 Deep. Um, not one of James's former girlfriends. Um, <laughs> so this is a pale ale. Uh, it's 4.1%. Um, we have drank this many, 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 many times. I've got to be honest, I'm not a massive fan of it, but when... We'll talk about where we normally drink it in a yeah. bit, um, but it's the one we tend up drinking quite a lot of whenever we go out to the particular venue. So um, I'll let you start off with the uh, description. Okay. So if you want to just tell them a little bit about the beer, then. Yeah. So the actual beer itself, it's it's very clear. It's a kind of golden colour, as you kind of expect a normal pale ale to be. It's brewed in Burton on Trent, which is obviously one of your favourite places, James. Um, Six to one. Deep pale ale is 61 metres. That's the depth of the well of the brewery that gives the refreshing pale ale its name. The five American and Australian hops give it its fresh, zesty aroma, whilst the tropical fruit and citrus notes make it extremely drinkable. Dive in is the blurb on the back. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I th- I, too far, I think that is an accurate kind of description of what it okay. is. Because, it, let's be honest, it is a very standard pale ale. You know, um, I think the fact that you don't have much of the hops towards the end, for me... That zestiness at the end is really kind of apparent, which is nice. I wouldn't actually say it's tropical to me, though, compared to some of the other tropical beers we've had. And that's always a surprise when they say it. I think it's a little bit, but not overly tropical, if that makes sense. Because when we talked about kind of tropical beers before. Now, I I pick up the fruitiness in the smell. I mean, I haven't had a sip of it yet, but just on the the actual notes of it, I do pick up a little bit of the fruitiness. Um, But yeah, it's not something I would say is a particularly fruity drink when I drink it. I'm going to have a swig now. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, that's the thing. I think for me personally, when you have this type of beer, it's very much all about the taste more than anything else and that flavour. And it is a very good flavour, but at the same time, it's one of those where I think... We've talked about in the past, I mean, the, the place we normally go to, the reason we have the beer is because it's a bit different. It's yeah. a bit different from the beers that are there realistically when, you know, um, most time it's normally lager. So it's kind of, it is that kind of mix. And so if you're not a fan of beer normally, or you are a lager drinker, then this is a, quite a good one to get into because it is a very subtle beer in that sense. It's not too overstated in that way. Um, and well, I think it is pleasant. So. Well, I personally think it's not a massively flavourful beer. There's a very distinct bitterness to the aftertaste, which is obviously comes from the hops. I don't really yeah. get again. I don't really pick up a massive amount of the fruitiness. All during I, drinking I get, it. yeah, that's it. I get the citrus notes at the end, but they are very citrusy, orangey. They're not tropical I don't in get terms that at of all. fruit at all for me. So it is just kind of citrus towards the end. Most of the body, in my opinion, is <clears throat> is kind of that bitter taste, which, like you say, is definitely the hops. But it's not when we talk about bitterness of like IPAs. It's not kind of that hoppy aftertaste. It so, is, yeah, it's a it different is type of far bitterness. more more subtle than that um and it's kind of more it's more in the body than it kind of the aftertaste because ipas i think the hoppiness normally comes at the aftertaste whereas mm. i think pale ales it's normally the body and far more understated normally cut by something else in there and that makes it more refreshing and that's it it is a refreshing beer and i think you know we've we've had it so many times that it's a good one for kind of summer weather when it's hot well, yeah. very refreshing very kind of thing. Well, if you well, want to talk about when we actually yeah, do it the place know. we actually drink um this beer is edge baston when we go and watch the cricket because you know we could try and watch the 2020, maybe the odd one-day game, um, you know, because you're devoutly Yorkshire, yeah. so you only go to Ed Buston. Yeah, of course. Um, <clears throat> but the main thing, the main lager you can get there, which is the easy drink, is Carlin, which yeah. we despise. You then have the cider option, which is normally Thatcher's Gold, right? Which is kind of a, their kind of standard cider option. I don't know if you normally... Kind I don't think it is, actually. Cider. I think it's a different cider. Oh. There. But anyway, oh. on the other occasion, I think it might be Stoford Press... Because I did the berries one. Oh, sorry. I, it also depends what bar you go to. Because of course, I'm, oh yeah, because every yeah, bar is different. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, walk into one bar and go, cool, I have that. Yeah, and you go, they, oh, I enjoyed they that. They have a whole real ale section, which is normally where I tend to kind of go. Yeah, the actual bar part. Yeah, the actual bar part. Rather which than the pop Yeah, exactly. The pop-ups have like three very distinct kind of two beers, one cider, which I think is Stoford Press, but we then normally go to there, which this <clears> is also <throat> the main kind of headliner of there as well. Well, so, we also have the. Uh, the was it the the beach pop up that they have outside as well where they have like the food vans and 
all the uh, different beers yeah. there as well, which is always normally crazy. Which Honestly, you on the big it's, screen as well. it's, it's a really big thing. I think this is the thing we talked about in the previous kind of podcast when we talked about the 100 and kind of a desire yeah. to go to that. Like, it is a really good family event. And, you know, I think the idea of having all of those different food venues and drinks, you know, you can just go and have a whole day there, get drunk, you know, eat a lot of food and just have a good time, I think, you know. And so. it, that's the thing. It's, it's a bit of fun for everybody, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so you don't even need to particularly worry about if you're not into the cricket, there's always something going on as well. So there's always big kid yeah. events and stuff yeah. to keep the kids active. I said, there's always food and alcohol for the adults and stuff. So we always, as a, we would normally go. There's generally yeah. we go like well, about twelve, also, fifteen of us. Yeah, I think compared to maybe something like football and stuff like that, I think cricket tends to have more of those family events in yeah. the middle of it as well. Like they have little kind of like the walks where the kids walk around kind of halfway, and it's far more American in that sense of the whole kind of American halftime things where they have big events on and stuff. Like mm. I mean, a lot of the shows we've gone to with some of the. Uh, uh, Vitality Blast games you know they have like kind of big events on like I think they have the um, Red Arrows as well for one yeah, of them, one of them uh, for yeah. one of the like the final <clears throat> kind of uh, Vitality Day and stuff like that so they do do big kind of events and like they parachuted in and they did some really wacky really cool stuff that kind of engages everybody so even if you don't like cricket it's really good we're not sponsored no, but... I've got to be honest that's probably the one with the exception to going to London for the baseball is probably the thing yeah. I missed the most about the 2020 yeah. so well I think it was that consistent thing it's quite cheap to go it's yeah. really easy for us because of how close we live to it as well and it is just a good day out and you know it's quite relaxing we understand the sport quite well um, and it's one of those sports like baseball which has good breaks in it in the sense yeah. of it's not like if you miss like one piece of action you've missed everything so it means you can be a bit more relaxed with it as well and kind of have a bit more fun well yeah, like rugby or football or something like that you go to the bar go to the toilet come back you can miss a, a yeah. massive amount yeah. which has been like exactly. game deciding and you're like oh great yeah. the thing you know you miss a try <clears throat> that you're going to get annoyed if you've done that whereas you know if you've missed a six or a four it's not the end of the world because of how the points accrue up it's small percentage well, also, of it also if you so, know it's going to be a like, close finish at the yeah, end you then just you wait Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But you Sorry. can you can always judge exactly how it's going to be that way. But yeah, um, I haven't I have missed that aspect of it for this particular year. Yeah, I, I, yeah that's the one that and the, the baseball. The, I the baseball for me is the big one because yeah. we went you know uh, last year and we loved it. And we said it was like the best sport event we've yeah. ever been to. Don't get wrong, you know, in the UK, best sport event we've ever been to. It, it was so um, it was so expensive, but worth was, every penny. But that's the thing. Like, it, yeah. You don't mind when you spend an absolute fortune on a day. And when you come back and go, would you do it again? It's like in a heartbeat. Yeah. That's well, when you know I, it's good. I, I know I spent more, but I still think like the NFL was more expensive. That's thing comparatively. You know, if we'd done that in the same kind of way we did the baseball, it would have been more expensive. I think. I think we were a bit more reserved because we went for like several days and stuff like that. So it's kind of all, all the costs kind of got absorbed into the things. Possibly. But, you know, for me, the baseball, the, it was just a far more relaxing thing. I love the fact that, you know, when we went to uh, NFL, we went to the stadium and that was it. Whereas I love the baseball, we actually kind of went around London. Yeah. We actually got kind of the, uh, what was it, the London Dockyards, uh, where mm-hmm. they had the kind of brewery part of it as well. So, you know, the craft beer area with all the craft food and all the kind was, of pop-up Was stuff. it London Yards? London Yards. Yeah, it was London Yards something, yeah. Um, and, you know, so we actually had far more of a whole day. It just felt like it was actually a lot bigger as well. Which just I thought was just really good. Yeah, it so, was an event. The whole yeah, day was an yeah, event. Exactly. It wasn't up, just <clears throat> the game and then everything that came after. You know. We turned up at like ten o'clock in the morning. We went straight yeah. to the London Yards. Everything was going on. Loads of events. The shop, so you can get the bits and pieces that you want straight away. Uh, have yeah. some food. Have you know some what? That to me is the big thing. You could get in the shop, yeah. right? Because <laughs> you know NFL, you can never get in the shop. It takes a massive queue. And at the baseball stadium, at the stadium, oh, it takes a the massive stadium queue. Was but you know the fact they had that separate venue with their own shop, the exact same merchandise, and actually all being part of it, you can actually get involved in more of the stuff. It was know? something like a two-hour wait to get into yeah, the uh, shop at this yeah. uh, stadium. But yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those things that we have kind of missed this year. But hopefully, I'm, I, mean, I can't imagine it happening next year either, but hopefully moving forward, maybe the next couple of years, those type of things will kind of kick back yeah. up again. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I think the biggest thing that most people who have kind of gone through 2020 and had an understanding of what's happened, it's definitely been the social aspect that's definitely yeah. been... Yeah, which, which for us comes in two parts, I think. Sports <clears throat> and pubs and restaurants, right? Yeah. And it's those two main things that's really thing. To, uh, there's a third for me as well, cinemas. You know, it's things like... Um, yes. The new Wonder Woman came out, and I, I saw oh, I really want to go that. see, but... You know, just half cinemas near us, I think all of them are closed. I think the nearest well, one... Our nearest cinema's gone, well, so yeah. well, <laughs> it in, doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Well, in Redditch, uh, I think you can still do some walk-in stuff, uh, like the drive-in oh, okay. cinemas, and I think they are showing on those. But it's just, 
you know, some of the content like that, you just can't see live anymore. And that, you know, for me, I'm kind of glad, like Marvel, for example, that we saw kind of Endgame and stuff like that. Yeah. Because if that had come out around this period, like for me personally, as a massive fan who wanted to see 10 years kind of closed off, like that would have meant so much wasn't more. It, yeah. Exactly. Um, but it is one of those where I'm hoping kind of a positive is that we might get, you know, more of that in the coming years as well. Actually, you know, we've had this time to kind of develop new ideas, develop new stories, maybe work on a few of the storylines that were a bit weak, you know, yeah. potentially and actually flesh out more. Because DC, for example, one thing they've never done particularly well from kind of their current decade is continuity between the different series they've got and yeah. trying to like culminate them. Like, you know, <clears throat> Justice League wasn't anywhere near as good as Avengers in kind of culmination. So hopefully this gives them time to work the storylines out, kind of interlink them more, I think, and just kind of make it a little bit of a bigger event. Because actually, the thing is, the fans are there. They want it. It's just giving it to them, really, isn't it? So. No, that's it. So, I mean, personally, uh, the, the the films that I enjoy the most from DC, uh, two of the ones that actually tend to get quite a bit of uh, flack from the hardcore DC comic fans, which is Man of Steel, yeah. which I absolutely love Man of Steel. Yeah. I've never been a Superman fan, but I enjoyed Man of Steel because they made it real and did the whole alien aspect yeah. rather than just being a superhuman which would never happen yeah. anyway. So I enjoyed that aspect, also, but it, it, it annoyed yeah. a lot of the pure Superman fans. I, I never understood. I liked the <clears> element <throat> of seeing his home world, seeing that family connection, yeah. seeing both elements to it as well, and like him discovering what he was and why and he was. I thought he'd done really well. I thought he'd yeah, done really no, well balanced. Same. Um, but the the other one, actually, uh, my actual favourite one out of all the DC ones I've made was Wonder Woman, the first one. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. a superb film. It's such like an empowering film, but just really well done. And, you know, I think I've always liked, um, when I talk about my favourite Captain America, I like the first Captain America because I think it's a really good period one in terms of period action film, you know, kind of set. But I think Wonder Woman was better than it because actually Captain America oh, really? 2 was far better than Captain, Captain America, America 2 because was of the an amazing of film. Brutality but... of the fights and stuff like that. And that's the first one. Me, the first yeah, yeah. one was really though just to make was just to fill the gap. Yeah, and, and actually Wonder Woman never felt like that. Wonder no. Woman actually felt like a really good almost World War Two movie. And you know, when you've got a movie like that Wonder but it's so oh, sorry, World War One movie, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I was getting confused by uh That's why I don't mention Captain America. <clears throat> yeah, it was World War One, the uh, first one in the place and just yeah. yeah, yeah, just you know. Thank it's you. always your attention to detail that people Exactly, I think that's for. I think that's why people carry on listening, right? <laughs> Okay. But yeah, I thought there was the subtle notes and also the kind of experiments of it, uh, like behind the scenes, it was very much a realistic thing, which obviously did repeat itself throughout history yeah. as well. So uh, I, I thought Wonder Woman was a great film. So if you haven't seen that, it's definitely worth a blast. To be honest, the whole Batman's been done to death. Yeah. Get rid of I'm it. Not, I'm not looking forward to Robert Pattinson. Like, that one looks good, but you're like, how many times can you do the same kind of stories? Yeah. If anything move on and do something like Nightwing well, and actually, spice it up a bit. To be fair, yeah, because there's the other thing we should mention as well at the same time, Joker, right? Because how good Joker oh. was, right? And actually seeing a Joker 2 and seeing that kind of develop a bit more would be really good to kind yeah, of see I, that uh, full-on psychotic kind of breakdown then, I think just would really add to it. Well, I think the, the way in which they did that, I mean, we spoke about it at length, so I'm not going to go on yeah, yeah, too yeah. much, but um, like, as, a, as a whole, if you haven't seen Joker, it's definitely, definitely worth um, spending a couple of hours watching because you get so drawn in with it. It was done so well from a yeah. mental aspect of it and how anybody could kind of become that person. And it was really under someone. We got really drawn into it, yeah. didn't we? So not walking around Birmingham doing a freaky laugh after the film at all. Uh, we might have been steaming. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, there's, there's, there's some different things. I'm, I'm, we're looking forward to seeing like what they can do. Obviously, they're redoing the um, Justice League as well, aren't they, with the Zack Snyder yeah, version. We'll yeah, see how which, that will works be, which will be good, I think, in my opinion. I, I don't know, I feel like... They've hyped it up so much that I'm hoping they put a lot of time into actually redoing it. And but, uh, it, you well, know, it's cost them seventy million. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like it's a small re-edit where they've changed a few things. I think they've, the whole narrative should be different, in my opinion. That's the thing. So well, the problem is, it does very much feel like it's polishing a turd. But we'll see. Yeah, but I, I think if they kind of go down the injustice route, almost of kind of because I think that's what <clears> they were <throat> trying to get to in the first part of it was kind of an evil. Superman, right? And that was kind of the basis of the flashback from like Flash in like the first. Well, mm. full on geeking out now, but like. You are, yeah. I am, yeah. But there was that kind of flashback where you saw the Batman in kind of the future world from like Flash um, kind of showed him the future of it, really. And I think that's what they get to, and they just completely forgot that. Yeah, I don't really know what they were trying to do. All I know is it really didn't work. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll come out at some yeah, point. Let's, let's move on but to yeah, the But yeah, the uh, tried and tested were 61 Deep from Marzans. Definitely give a blast if you haven't tried it before. Uh, now, the uh, Peter Falk for this episode is actually one we tried 
Uh, only a couple of days back on Christmas Day during our Instagram live. Yeah. Uh, it's from Dingback Beer and it's called Luna, which is a 5.5% IPA. Now, this is a brewery, a startup brewery. It's a very small microbrewery that's only started up fairly locally to ourselves. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's something we said on the Instagram live. It's something we're really excited to try because of how close it is to us. And I think we're always excited by kind of local breweries and kind of new stuff. Which like micro stuff and different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Because they normally have a bit more creative freedom to try different things out. Like it doesn't get as kind of big branded and then kind of really repetitive and really generic. And, you know, the uniqueness of it just makes it really well, good. So they only do small batch beers. And beforehand, they would rely solely on... Uh, local trade through pubs and everything like that didn't yeah. do any canyon or anything like those um, basically what happened then was obviously with the lockdown they still had to think on their feet and then they started trying to get like get or can then go through different yeah. people but then people were messing them with it and letting them down so in the end they literally just started their own website and just started selling direct yeah. and you know it seems to be getting all over the place and it's a fair fair play to them they're doing what they enjoy you know yeah. it's it is a labour of love rather than someone trying to make money it is literally because they just enjoy doing and, that and that's what you want to see right because that's the whole point and these are the kind of people to be fair we like supporting yeah. you know because it is kind of very close to our hearts in that sense of kind of this is something they've done they put all the hard work and you can definitely tell it right? and, and so, we can tell the difference yeah. when someone actually yeah. cares about it or someone yeah. just doing it for the sake of doing it so but we'll let you uh, have a bit of a sweet whilst I'll read through the uh, blurb on the can so Luna is an easy drinking IPA with fruity pop and bittersweet finish thanks to lunatic quantities of Simcoe, Mosaic, and Citra hops. Uh, in ancient Roman mythology, Luna is a moon goddess, and we think she would have loved the can of Luna. I do believe I read that out on the Instagram Live. However, I was very drunk, so I don't remember a lot of it. So it is a unfiltered, uh, so vegan-friendly IPA. Uh, very pale in colour. Uh, not massively carbonated either, so uh, I'll let you have a... Why you, you have a go? I think, for me personally, this is actually changed slightly from when I tried it on Christmas Day. What do you mean when you're not pissed? When I'm not pissed, exactly. Because actually, I will say, I really did enjoy it on Christmas Day. This tastes even better now, for me personally. What's so nice about this is, it's far close to what I call like a session IPA. It's not massively hoppy in an aftertaste. It's not kind of overpowering, which you normally find in IPAs. But I think if we compare it to kind of the pale ale we just had and stuff like that, I think for me personally, it is... A very pleasant drink. I think there's far more a bit fruit. More subtle. Yeah, yeah. But that's thing for me personally. The body, I can taste more fruit. No, none of that kind of citrus aftertaste, which I, you know, and I actually think it's far more well balanced as a beer. And that's thing. And I think you're right. It is subtle, but it works really well. Like it's subtle and complex at the same time. Well, so, now I'm not completely smashed. I can analyse the smell and the taste a bit, <laughs> a little bit more. Are you saying you were smashed when we did that in school? I was okay. Off yeah. my face. Um, the the smell of it, you can smell the combination of the two, uh, a couple of different type of hops, which as I we first tried it, it smelled very nettly. Yeah. Um, like the kind of fresh nettles in the rain, that yeah. kind of smell. Uh, I can actually decide for the fact that it is a couple of different combinations of smells that do smell similar mm. to it. Um, <clears throat> so I do understand where my thought process was mm. there. As I'm drinking it, it is, you don't really get, I personally don't really particularly like pick up any of the fruity aspects of it. Well, I, However, yeah. I can taste those different hops working together yeah. quite nicely, and you get the bitterness slightly earlier on than what you did in the 61 Deep, and a slightly smoother finish. Yeah, de- um, definitely a smoother finish. I think for me personally, like, like I said, I don't have like that citrus aftertaste, but weirdly, I do get that kind of tropical almost at the start as well. Like, I'm not picking up kind those. of the back of my throat as well, like just that kind of tropical notes of it. And I think that is very much the tropical from the hops, really, which you, you would expect from the types of hops in it, mm. to be fair. Don't know, um, I don't really pick up that much right. of the citrus, if I'm honest. It's more the Simcoe and the Mosaic. I'm well, that's up. thing. I think that's what's lending towards that kind of tropical nature of it, to be fair. Mm. Um, well, I'm, yeah. I'm not picking up the massive fruity effects, but I can pick up the, um, like the other hoppy notes to it. And it is, yeah... And I understand yeah. what you mean. Actually, in the combination, like since we had it the first time, it does taste slightly different. So yeah. I should say our taste buds was slightly damaged by that very expensive beer we had on Christmas Day. Oh, wow. I will say, I mean, the Instagram Live, if people <clears throat> haven't seen it, you can still check it out on our Instagram. Yes, you can. You know, yeah. um, and it is still there. And it was just really fun to do because I think we, we went into it thinking, oh, it'll be 15 minutes. And we just had so much fun that we just were like, yeah, okay, let's, let's try a few more. Let's carry on because we were just having a really good time interacting with quite a few of you, actually. Yeah. We were quite surprised at the amount of people who joined and kind of yeah, talked a couple to of, us. some people like, in the UK and the US as yeah. well. So, And uh, we've actually spoken to these people afterwards yeah. as well. We got, so. we got a few beer suggestions. We are going to try and get yeah. them for kind of future uh, episodes. We've already spoke to um, the um, Lunatic Hop 
Um, basically, they suggested some beer. It's based in uh, Las Vegas, which is very difficult to get over here because it's not a massive brewery yeah. either, but we are working on getting it. I've already sent the message. We have been talking yeah. communicating since that point as well. Um, really great guy. And yeah, we're just trying to get yeah. some of those beers. We're trying to get it for this one, but it was just, yeah. it was impossible. I think for me, it was also really good. I, I think we talked about it with kind of episode 14 when we did kind of a live like recording and actually did kind of the whole face cam and stuff like that which face you know, I say face cam but it's more being able to see the, the facial expressions when we're drinking the beer for me that's the big thing it's not necessarily the body language or anything like that but it's, mm. it's kind of seeing reactions and seeing the expression of it you know because quite often you know me and you make very stupid faces either recoiling at how bad the beer mean. is or Ooh, that's really good you know I don't know why I tried to do the face on uh, on a podcast but uh, you know and I, for me personally I like that kind of interaction so it's definitely in the new year hopefully we can actually start we getting still, involved in it we're we've still got planning to do more ideas. video versions right, definitely so, do plan on doing yeah. more of those uh, it's just a case of as and when the world allows us to really but I mean the crazy world that we live in if it doesn't happen straight away we will be doing it further down the line so fear not as long as you follow um, everything what we're doing we will always give you heads up of when we're going to do it as well so yeah please just uh, stay tuned for that but yeah, I, I think so. We, we talked um, kind of about some of the stuff we, we enjoyed and missed from kind of last year that kind of didn't happen. Like, is there anything you personally are really looking forward to next year? Like, um, not really. Okay. I haven't really planned that far ahead. <laughs> I haven't got any holidays booked or anything like that. Literally, I've got... It's just, yeah. at the moment, it's just take one week at yeah. a time. Well, so. I think you're right. Most of the sporting events aren't going to be back on probably I would no. assume so like you know I don't I doubt we're going to be able to do the baseball hopefully maybe a bit of cricket I would like to see a cricket game like maybe towards September that would be quite well we did try and get the England-Pakistan tickets we did yeah we, uh, so. we both failed unfortunately <laughs> so. um, but at the moment I'll be honest as long as like kind of sport keeps yeah. on um I know watching it on TV yeah. is nowhere near watching it live but at least you can still get yeah. a certain sense of excitement probably the mo- biggest thing I'm looking forward to at the moment is Super Bowl but yeah. you know it's, we still got a, a month and a half. Yeah. Well, a month and a bit till we get to that point. So. Well, I, I think one thing we did talk about as well, um, Joshua and Fury fight. Like yes. if that happens next year, that would be insane. And Apparently, they've had a date pre. Really um, agreed. Haven't yeah, they? yeah. Agreed. So, it's not written down though. So. Yeah. But that we'll that see. would be just so good to see kind of two British fighters and and for us like that you know for me personally that would be the biggest British boxing event. Oh yeah, well, we've, we've said we'll we'll pay so for the uh, so, pay per view because yeah. we're hesitant on pay per views. I'd rather just like wait and then yeah. you know catch up on the highlights or whatever. Well, it's, it is, it's one of those where you know I, I often talk about what sports should be on BBC, what, what sports should be on ITV, and kind of providers. But something like British boxing, where it's too big, that for me, that should be on BBC from a licensing point of view. Like that's what I would want to be seeing. Like personally, from a big British fight like that, it costs too, it costs too much. Money exactly, and, and that's that, and that's the shameful thing really for me because actually, you know, this is the biggest boxing sporting event, probably one of the biggest British sporting events of the year if it happens, and I, I really think it will. You know, that is the kind of thing that it should be the only sporting event they get really. I genuinely opinion. think it will so, because I'll make an absolute yeah. fortune for the pay per view alone. Oh yeah, definitely. They'll be charge thirty pounds. In, and everybody here, will pay for it or it'd probably be yeah. hundred dollars over in the US because it seems to be like astronomical price over there and the thing is people pay it because it's the fight everybody wants to see yeah. you've got the traditional slightly slower more powerful big hitter in AJ yeah. versus the boxing brilliance of like Tyson Fury and, yeah, and you can see it, which, which side we're on <laughs> Well, I mean, we've, yeah. we've made no uh, qualms about it. We are definitely Fury fans. Yeah. Um, so much so that when we uh, when we went to Corfu, we made forced the bar to open at uh, five o'clock are in the morning. Are we calling that a bar? Are we? I mean, it was horrendous, but uh, we forced them open to five to open at five o'clock in the morning and uh, put the box on because they, we were promised the previous day. Yeah. And we got free drinks out of it. Yeah, they basically went. Uh, I'll just come back and. Like, yeah, afterwards, and we'll sort it out. And literally just left us on the bar on our own. And I mean, it was horrendous. We never went back. But <laughs> I can't remember what it's got Pirate Bar or something oh, in Corfu Beach. So yeah, it was, it was so know. bad. It basically looked like a strip club. I, I, I still think it was a strip club. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if the wasn't. lighting alone. There was a lot of black like. lights. That's all I'm saying. Um, in a very. Yeah, I had to be really careful with my clothes, didn't I? So, you know. <laughs> I not to wear the fluorescent mankini. But. Um, yeah, it, it was, was hot. It was hot, all right. It was hot weather. We have followed all these fights, haven't we? Yeah. So um, it is one of those that we're, we're definitely going to watch it no matter what. Yeah, it's going to be so. really good. It's just, and that's the thing for me. I don't know how about that. I don't, you know, it's sad to say there isn't much you can look forward to, right? Because it's just very weird <clears> for me. Like I, I hate to, Christmas wasn't that much different. During uh, well, no, because fortunately like, we were in the same support bubble because yeah. of the childcare aspect. Yeah. So. Um, 
we were still able to intermix. So that wasn't yeah. it wasn't too bad. It wasn't as big as what we would normally have. I, I think we still New, had New a, Year's is where the discrepancy of me comes because it's almost like New Year's is when we, as a big family, get together and just yeah. drink a lot and you know stay up until the early hours of the morning, just you know doing whatever it is, like just Which, having fun and doing that. You know, we go around to like our uncle's bar or something like that, and like you know stay up to whatever time. And the fact we can't do that part of the socialising aspect of it means. It's far more sedated than it normally would. Christmas is normally sedated like for me, so I don't like New Year's. I think New Year's is the most pointless thing. In it's the a world. big rip off going out and drinking. But I, I think it's a family event. I quite like it personally. No, no, like, I, you know, I just for me it's a non-event. So I mean, I know yeah. like obviously when I started like joined your family that like, you like have big events yeah. for it, where we never did. And to be honest, for the first 10, 12 years of my life, uh, my more working life, I worked every single one. Yeah. So it made no difference because I wasn't. I was never that bothered about do anything for it so yeah you know just watching I used to get paid like triple pay and get free drinks on I'm like of course I'm going to work yeah well things for me it's it's so expensive that's why we we kind of revolve towards the kind of family events and you know any excuse for our family to drink because we're all alcoholics <laughs> you know it, it's bordering that way uh, hence the uh, consideration for our next episode when it happens you'll understand what we're going on yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah we have we have consumed quite a lot of beer uh, this year James we have that's, yeah uh, I mean what, so you know, it's just crazy to me the fact that episode twenty-five. Just think about the amount of beer we've had just on the podcast alone. And, and know, think yeah. about how much we've uh, sampled off as well. Mm. That's the uh, that's, that's you know, the interesting. We got to think a lot, a lot of tried and tested beer. <laughs> a we lot. have. We've you tried know. and tested a lot. But you know, we we really respect the craft, and we <laughs> we think the hard work that we put into this podcast really shines with the quality of the content that comes through. Uh, it's weird. The the best review I've heard so far for, from us. Um, comes from the heart with eyes, uh, which something should be going out today. Hopefully, yes. um, a special video did for us, which apparently was along the lines of, "How can two guys be so knowledgeable about so many things?" So clearly, he's drinking a lot while he's listening to the podcast. So that's that's a good sign for me. Well, also, this is <laughs> it's a sign to everybody who does actually listen to the podcast. We're all inclusive, no matter what your mental capacity is. Uh, <laughs> right. So the uh, that was the Peter Falk for um, speak more about yourself than anybody, else, Chris, <laughs> from uh, Dingback Beer, which is called Luna, which is. If you haven't tried it, definitely give it a blast. Now, this uh, the around the world for this episode is, I mean, I'm pouring it and I'm getting a bit concerned already. Yeah, so this is one of the ones we thought was either going to be really good or really bad. I love, basically, I love the state of the bottle, which means, um, as a general rule, the beer will probably be utter shit. Yeah, so, it is one of those kind of almost medical bottles, isn't it? Kind of yeah, very something, stubby design. Something you may like, like store a sample in. One of those. Uh, so it's by Hardywood and it's called Great Return, which is an IPA again. Uh, this one, a little bit higher on the Richter scale, so 7.5% alcoholic volume. 7.5%? Yeah. So uh, I'll let you have a nose in this week because this definitely looks more along your lines of beer. Um, so this is American IPA. Bold what, and... is it Atlantic or? What? Is it what side of America? I've been trying. Virginia. Virginia. Where about in um, the US is that, James? Wait, which side, sorry? Uh, is that Pennsylvania? Is that Pennsylvania, Virginia? No, no. Virginia's a state in itself. Virginia's a state in itself. Yeah, yeah. Why am I thinking Pennsylvania, Virginia? It's actually like from Richmond, Virginia. Oh, there you so, go. Virginia, Pennsylvania. Virginia. You would think of Pennsylvania because of like Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Probably. Who knows? Yeah, which who is ca- nothing who, like Virginia. Who cares? I mean, who sorry, cares? how many people can you offend in uh, a very small section of time? Have I offended Irish people yet? Oh, give it time. <laughs> give it time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so this is bold and resinous with bright citrusy finish. This IPA is a tribute to the decades of efforts by conserv- conservationists to restore the health of our rivers, culminating in the great return of the Atlantic sturgeon. Ah, hence why there's a sturgeon on the front of the bowl. That makes more sense. That makes <laughs> The more you know, right? Oh, I mean, to be honest, I like it when there's actually a proper backstory rather than just some random yeah. crap that somebody got bored and thought, oh, I'll just uh, write this rubbish on. Yeah, so, uh, okay, I, I think you're looking it, very quizzical there, James. It, okay, I'm I'm very uncertain about whether I like this or don't. Oh, right, it's okay. very much in the middle of of that kind of thing. I'll, I'll let you try it while I okay, explain well, I'll kind of things. While you're explaining where you, yeah. what parts so, you pick up. I would say from an IPA point of view, the bitterness Ooh, is smell. all at the start for me personally. I get all the bitterness at the start and then it gets quite refreshing to what is quite a kind of fruity herbiness kind of Ooh. aftertaste. But it is very peculiar because the beer, compared to an IPA, everything comes at a different point than you think it would. 
Yeah. Right? And it's it's almost a reverse IPA. I hate to say it, you know, because normally you get kind of that really fruity body and then it goes into that kind of really bitter aftertaste. Whereas actually you get a lot of bitterness, like a lot of bitterness to start with. And it's quite smooth almost. And it's just weird. No, I, no. This is where you've led me down a full sense of security there. So I, I took a swig at it, yeah. had, had the bitterness, and then I had a second wave just smack me in the face afterwards, as you probably saw by my face changing. See, I don't get that second wave of bitterness. Oh, no, that second wave like, literally is like, like oh, bitter, oh, pleasant, extra bitterness. That's quite a pleasant, smooth thing. But the thing is, I do like really hoppy beer, so for me personally, kind of... That is extremely that, hoppy. Yeah, so, um, and it, but for me, the hoppiness, it's far more hoppy at the start than it is as the aftertaste, and the aftertaste is actually quite pleasant hoppiness for me personally, so... Um, I think that second wave that I'm picking up... Very refreshing middle. Is, like, well, actually, I think that's where it turns more from what yeah. I don't like rather to ones you do. I think the actual turn in it is when I'm actually starting to pick up the alcoholic volume in it as well. Yeah. As well as the second, like the second wave of hops. Uh, I'm getting no fruitiness in it whatsoever. I literally, that for me, is just bitterness. Um, I want to say, I kind of get a licorice kind of taste. No, there's no licorice in there. Like, I enjoy licorice. There's no licorice. There. No, no, it's it's that kind of partly anisey taste that I can kind of get towards as, for me as no, an aftertaste. There's, that's the thing. There's clearly a distinct I, top in there. Well, that that you obviously associate with anisey. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing in there aniseed. Well, you might not be able to taste that. I can, Chris. So, no, but I actually like, enjoy aniseed. So well, you might not, but what well, you think you cling to it, but you don't like the hops, and maybe the hops are overpowering the right, obvious that. aniseed taste that's there. Uh, I mean, you can try and be as aggressive as you want to on the recording, mate. <laughs> You know you're stuck with me for the next day. Yeah, I know. Day, yeah. So uh, I'll wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought if I sound sure enough, then it will be true yeah. with you. No, I prefer the, the more sure you're getting, the more I'm starting to question it. <laughs> so generally, what happens? No, uh, for me, there's a, a there's a lot of complexity there, not necessarily a, a well, harmonious so, complexity. Yeah, though. I think for me personally, there is definitely citrus there, but I think the citrus is so hoppy that it, it does get masked by it. You know what I mean? It's far I, more I, on the I edges, personally. Are you just tasting hops just hop. at this point? Okay, it's, so. For me, it's been yeah. massively overclubbed with the hops. Okay. Um, there's not really much else I can say to it because I'm literally not picking up anything else other than one lot of hops and then another load. Okay. Um, it's just, it is just bitterness. There's not enough complexity to it for me. Yeah. I um, think we talked about it with IPAs. I'm a massive fan of kind of hoppy IPAs like, anyway and you like for the, me the personally this, this, because you're a bitter person I'm a bitter where person. I'm a, a little bit more sweeter so I like it sorry, a bit more balanced sorry you think anybody listening to this is going to be yeah. <laughs> a little bit sweeter yeah oh. modern day Chris people think I'm actually a very nice person when you say modern day Chris I think something changed the last couple of years I don't yeah. know what that would be yeah no idea um, <laughs> no idea what's made you sweet and loving <laughs> uh. I'm not going to lie you saying those words really creep me out what calling you it's, sweet and loving yeah it's I'm not going to lie, my skin's just crawled. Well, Chris, you're stuck with me for the next eight hours, so... Um, well, <laughs> you don't have to be living for that part. Um, <laughs> remember, the space under the decking. Um, <laughs> well, okay. We probably should move on from this Yeah, point. I was going to make a dick joke, but... A dick, a, dick? a dick joke? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, a t- it's a TikTok. You wouldn't understand, Chris, because you've not. The TikTok, TikTok has kind of passed you by, yeah, hasn't it? Well, it's just you know, this new fangled technology. It is annoying. It's meant to it's be. Like, annoying, it's like you know? it's the same as Reels on Instagram, and it just yeah. The best me. thing I saw about TikTok though is, is they're doing news articles now on TikTok. Five like five second clips of news articles, and it's tragic because it's like um. There was a really terrible disaster in Croatia, right? Okay. The earthquake recent. I don't know if you saw that. There was an earthquake in Croatia. It's you know a lot of Europe yeah. was affected by it. Uh, There's a few terrible deaths, which is awful when when earthquakes happens. And this was dialed down into a five second, basic video <laughs> no. of TikTok of basically Croatian earthquake. The magnitude I think was six point four or something, and okay. then two deaths, and that was the TikTok. And then it repeats, and it just keeps going around. And they put joyful music on it, and you question what TikTok has become from like a. Like dialing down on on kind of consumption of information. It's Can I just terrible. stop you there, James? Yeah. You've said that TikTok has passed me by. I have no interest in TikTok. And this is for this exact reason. Exactly. Is the reason why I would yeah, never no, it's, ever it's get the same way. I've never understood why Snapchat had like news articles and stuff, which was just quickly clicking through it. But so just so yeah. you all, everybody listens to this, just so you're all aware, if we do appear on TikTok, I have no involvement in this whatsoever. It will be solely James because I refuse. You to refuse. Do I do all the others. I refuse to do TikTok. Well, I'm not going to do your five second earthquake video. Don't worry. <laughs> Like, I've got more taste than that. Well, all you need to do is rip a fart, wouldn't you? The size of you. Uh, right. Wow, so. that's harsh. 
Okay, well, I think we, 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 we talked about wanting to do kind of a bit of reflection of the year, not just of the events, but of the podcast and some of the beers yes. we've had, the highlights, the, the definite lowlights. There's been a lot of lowlights. There's been some horrendous ones. You know, uh, I mean, can I just fair. say, a lot of the nice beers, for me personally, episode 14, which is the biggest disappointment. Oh, no, yeah, for me, Because so actually, busy. that episode, we, we tried to get loads of beers we thought we'd hate, and so many of them, we were like, actually, that's quite nice. <laughs> and we were just so disappointed. Like, yeah. You were so happy when I, I couldn't drink one. You were like, oh, well, at least we've got one. Yeah. But, um, you know, what, what's, been, what, what's been some of your highlights of the beers we've had? Highlights? Well, yeah. there's been three standout ones that I've okay. really, really enjoyed. Um, actually, is there? Maybe four. Okay. One I keep on mentioning to somebody else all the while, but I'll come to that later. <laughs> the most obvious one, the first one that really started again, was like exploring all the different flavours. Yeah. We both agreed on this, Ooh. which was Disco Forklift Truck. So, Drogate Brewery. Yeah, yeah Drogate yeah. Brewery. So that was um, yeah. the Mango Pale Ale. I, I, it was for, so for good. It was so good. Perfect. And I think for me personally, it's, it was one of the first we had on the uh, podcast where I was like, yeah, I'm going to go out and buy loads of cans of that because it was so good. And, you know, very we rarely we actually do that, to be fair. Like we say, oh, that's quite nice, but we don't go buy loads of yeah. them. Whereas I think that one, I think we had so many cans between the two of us, like across both. I drank so much of it afterwards because I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and to that, actually, Drygate Brewery, we, we featured uh, two times on the podcast. We did the Crossing the Rubicon as well. That yeah. was actually quite pleasant as well. I, I don't think it was the same level. No, it wasn't as um, good. I think for opinion. me personally, because of the kind of hoppiness of it, I did like it a little bit more than you, I think, yeah. if I remember, and that's why. But um, I think just in general, like, it was kind of the, some of the smaller breweries that I was like, I've not had that much of Drygate, but it kind of made me go back and look at some of their other beers well, and no, think, think about it, and that was really good for me. No, the, but, the biggest like, thing was, because we sometimes we'd look at these different things yeah. and go, why the hell do you stick mango in a beer? Mm. And you're like, I'm never going to drink that because it's horrendous. Oh. So we did it as well, card yeah. as Joe think we're going to well, hate we it, and Mo- we loved Mongozo it. as well, didn't we? Oh, Mongozo, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's the mango beer. wasn't as good. No, nowhere near. Um, Not but, even the same ballpark. But it was that kind of thing of... I think part of the reason we thought that could be good was because of some of yeah. the other beers being good. And it does make you explore and kind of experiment on some of these things, you know. Be very careful how I word that for you there, Chris. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think we both agree. For, I think for yeah. both of us, that would be our standout that, that was number our, one. That always, was our so. first standout yeah. What would be um, your second? Second one uh, was a beer that I have consumed a lot of since. Doesn't, doesn't cut it out. More even, than... even more than Disco Forklift Truck. Okay. Uh, which more is actually... than Mythos? Uh, yeah. Yeah, more than Mythos. Okay, so it's big. Yeah, it's I big. drank pretty much a whole keg of it, uh, which is from Holton Turner Brewery, and it was Beverly Hills Hop. Yeah, yeah. It was a cracking yeah. IPA. It was just a... Ma- and the problem is, I genuinely thought it was going to be crap. I genuinely yeah. thought I was going to absolutely despise it, but no, it was a stunning beer. It was, uh, it and was really good, because it was Beverly Hills Hop, and what was the... Beverly Hills Hop, and was summertime IPA at the same... Because we had two... On the podcast, remember, we had one from um, uh, Attic's Brew on the same podcast episode and and we found it really i think me and you swapped which one we liked because they were both really pleasant it was a kovic one wasn't it was it Co- uh, kovic's ipa kovic's ipa no it's got a different name it was, it was kovic yeah. ipa yeah um well no it's nobody's kovic pale po- no it wasn't nobody's poet nobody's poet yeah was it nobody's poet yeah, yeah nobody's, nobody's poet, poet. Yeah. Um, um, and I think we both we had them on the same episode and we really liked both of them and i think you went for beverly hills hop being your one and yes. I think I went Nobody's Poet, yes. but it was such a knife edge because they were so good. And I think for me personally, I, I mean, for you as well, it's the experience of having the keg at the wedding as well. well yeah, because the I customer service with, um... was, was second to none, really. Like the, the lads sorting you out, like, you know, just be able to help out and stuff like that was really good as well. Well, so. that's it, because when um, I went up to Scotland, as some of the people who follow us on social media will know, um, the people we actually went to go and see the wedding for they got completely let down by their um the, like the hotel that they were going to have it on um we had to scramble and try and get things done and well, i worked with the holton turner to get all this sorted and literally they they only normally like rent their equipment to local stuff but also yeah. because we worked with them so well they allowed us to take it all the way up to scotland with a full keg it was freshly brewed yeah. beer everybody loved it it was great it was a nice little touch uh, and to honest, it was just the one of the things. It was a finishing point that made it nice for the whole, yeah, like, the, the whole couple of days. Yeah, and yeah, it was it was it was really nice. Then, uh, obviously, the positive side as well. I don't know if I said that on the uh, podcast at the time, but uh, the event, the hotel that actually completely screwed over our friends. Um, 
on the only road in and out of the hotel end up having a mudslide, so they couldn't have anything that screwed them over anyway. So uh, that made me feel a little bit more oh, happy about it. Because you're a bit... Of, no, sorry, you're so sweet. It's all, bit, it's all a bit calmer. Calmer. It's all a bit balanced, James, remember that. Balance all the world. <laughs> okay, so that's your number two. Okay. Yeah, so number two. Um, now, I'm personally torn between two other beers. Okay. Um, for the... For, if I want to say the same sort of style as the previous one, I would say the Hazy Queen from uh, Horizon. From okay. That's quite a recent beer yeah. that we've had as well, yeah. Again, double dry hopped. I thought I was going to hate it, but no, it was absolutely stunning. Really nice beer. Um, yes, it's a bit expensive to get hold of, but you know what? Sometimes it's actually worth spending. The, I'd rather have one can of really nice beer than three yeah. cans of crap. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the biggest difference. And it was really good. It was, oh, really it was good. stunning. Yeah. Absolutely so. stunning beer. And it was, again, something I wasn't expecting. So that was nice. Yeah. But if I was going to drink every, like, you know, every week, the one I would probably pick would be just one more from Three Taps Brewery. Okay. Because uh, it was a India Pale Lager. Yeah. It was the first one I've ever had. Um, and I loved it because although you had the uh, hoppy complexity of an IPA, yeah. because it had been lagered, it was so smooth on the aftertaste. And it's one I could literally sit there drinking all day long. I think it's a fantastic yeah. beer. And yeah, I really like the Pokeball design of the logo as well. You know, cause... <laughs> I've been sued by Nintendo, so I've had to change the name of the brewery. But we'll talk about that later. I'll talk about that later. Um... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I, I, I think I agree with you on all those beers being really, really good highlights, to be fair. Um, I think for me, personally, I think Disco Fortlift Truck would still have to be number one yeah. for me, because as kind of the number one, just because it was the first one where I was like, wow, that, that's really good. It was the kind of first discovery, if you like, yeah. of it. Um, mm. I'd probably put, um, and, and not necessarily in order of which one's better, but probably second, I'd probably put 15 Sour. Okay, so it was one of the ones we had on Instagram Live. That was good. Um, on the first Instagram Live we had, so it was from the... Um, Cyberfest two, yeah, the first box, yeah. yeah. Um, um, was it from Fuji's? It was a Swedish. Yeah, uh, it was Swedish, but it was really good because it was kind of fifteen years. I think of the breweries so they they put fifteen different fruits into it, and it was just we don't normally like sour beers, no, but it was actually the most all. pleasant sour beer I've ever had, and to this day probably ever will have. Like it was so refreshing and fruity, and just the right amount of acidity. That the best way I could describe like it was tutti it. fruity. It was just yeah, there was so many fruits in there, yeah, but they yeah. all complemented so each other yeah. so well. It was just yeah, and it was just really it was nice. really well balanced. We've had a few other sours, really some real hit and misses. I mean, yeah, just a bit. Yeah, I mean the milkshake. Uh, no, 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 no. We'll, <laughs> we'll save that for the ones we hate the most. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think yeah, I think if I was going to pick another one, I, kind of more because type beer I have, Galway Bay buried at sea. The stout we had. Yeah. Because actually that was just such a pleasant stout. We I know we had the white stout on episode twenty four, uh, which to be fair was, that was, beautiful, was really pleasant for a white stout. But for me personally, the stout I would go back to again, that's probably one of the best stouts I've had. Because I'm a massive fan of Guinness and for me it's kind of that kind of version of a stout and it's just so rich and it was just really pleasant. I personally yeah. thought the Heenies was a little bit better than yeah. the Galway, but I, I yeah, understand I think what you mean. Heenies is more of a classical stout, if yeah. that makes sense, but I think for me, the kind of stout I have, that, and also Galway Bay, I think, you know, because it's Irish, I'd never have before. And actually, yeah. you know, I think we've, we've yeah, had quite a few different beers. You anti-Irish rant, didn't you, at some point? Yeah, but. we've had so many different, <laughs> I love Irish people. Um, <laughs> your family's half Irish, you can't say. Exactly, you can't like your own family. Um, so yeah, I mean... <laughs> Go away, Bay. I think they've actually had quite a few pleasant beers that we've had as well since then. Uh, full sale IPA as well was really, uh, really good as well. Uh, there's been quite a few different ones from there that we had from Beer Fifty Two. To be fair, which has helped kind of add some of the variety to it. To be fair, yeah, but things like Flavorly so, Beer Fifty Two, uh, random independent breweries. Yeah. Um, I honest, we've ordered beer from so many different places. I can't <laughs> even remember where we actually ordered them from. Now we actually go and get like people actually go to different yeah. breweries and go oh well me do you want to come pick some beers up like yeah okay let me, bear with me a second go through the list oh, I, I, one of these one of these one of these one of these it, like the beer comes like all over the place now I feel like we've got our own little beer on us yeah I mean the, the big question what, what's your worst beer uh, for me hands down that black sheep pineapple milkshake IPA yeah same horrendous. same I, I, fact, I don't think it's worth going to, like worst mm. three or anything like it just, no, just it just that was so clear cut yeah it didn't bad. it just didn't work <laughs> <laughs> to, be, drank, to be trying to be kind about it, it just didn't work. But it was just so it vile. Was crap! It's the only beer we've had to pour away. Right? Yep. No, no, we've, we have like, poured. Oh no, there was one other recent, wasn't there? Yeah. More recent, yeah. I can't. Add, but I can't. 
what I love is I can't remember which beer that was, which yeah, shows that, that it wasn't sticks. as bad. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, that was. I'm not gonna lie. I've drank off beer and it tasted better than that. Yeah, it, it just, was. It wasn't utterly horrendous. It wasn't blended correctly. No, but I think you know potentially, if I was going to say a beer that I was most excited for, it's the beer that's coming up because actually. You know, three chaps have now rebranded to four chaps because they've they've got somebody on. We, we've had a few three chaps brewery on the podcast before. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, and this, they said they were doing this, and it was something because it's so close to my heart. This style of beer, I was so intrigued by and so looking forward. Well, if to you ever so. stop talking long enough, you might be able to, have to drink your beer and then we have to pour you some. Sorry, yeah, I was just trying yeah. to fill in, you know, a little bit. Well, you know, I was just trying, trying to stop you talking over, so anyway. I could pour some beer. <laughs> so yeah, so basically, due to the whole uh, Nintendo incident, they have no rebranded from three chaps to four chaps. So they even had to get somebody else involved in the brewery just to, you know, for that to happen. I, I, and As a result, can we just that, congratulate that, 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 the photoshopping though? Because mm. I think. The <laughs> Bear with. So, uh, as a result of the uh, new rebranding, they have uh, changed their uh, logo, which has been done questionable at best. But also, the biggest thing is they can't use any of their labels anymore. So, uh, as you'll see by the picture that's coming up on Instagram, um, it's not quite as polished as normal. But moving forward, they I, are looking to a resolution. Yeah, have, have they hope, I hope they've uh, printed loads of the like labels off. Because <laughs> for some reason, that would bring me a bit of joy. So, this one is... As again, from Four Chaps Brewery, it's called Mild Thing, which is a 3.4% mild. Now, we've mentioned previously we are yeah. massive fans of mild. You don't really get them a lot nowadays. No, not new milds. That's thing for me, personally. Like Most of the milds I have are very established brands. They're not, you know... And also, you occasionally get homebrew milds, but it's not something I would particularly go to because normally they're the dangerous beers that are really going to taste really bad or get you very drunk very quickly. So, Well, I grew up in the black country, so your, your main beer was... Banks's. Yeah. So you have Banks's Bitter or Banks's Original or Banks's yeah. Mild as I've never rebranded. Yeah. But it's always yeah. Banks's Original as what it was called. Yeah. Out of the two, I could drink Banks's Bitter, but the one I always went to was Banks's Original because yeah. it was just fruity, it was well balanced, it wasn't overly intense in the alcohol, and I could sit there and drinking it all day. Didn't matter if it was summer, didn't matter if it was winter. Yeah. It's just a classic, classic old school on the cask pool. Fantastic beer. I'm going to let you try this one okay. first, I thought. Okay. Well, this one. Um, Spot again. One thing that I'm, uh, I do think they've got the colour quite right. Personally. Yeah, definitely. It, it's, it's a dark colour. Right dark. It's clean. Yeah. It's, 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 it's vegan, so it's not been filtered and yeah. that. But it, it's very dark brown, but not like black there's a, kind of thing. Brown ales and milds are very similar yeah. in the way they're set up. Milds just tend to be a little bit more subtle and a little bit more fruity. But overall, a brown ale and a mild tend to be very along the same sort of lines. Yeah. And I think that's where people tend to get a bit confused about what the differences are. I would are. say from a smell, it almost smells like a brown ale, to be fair. Well, Far I'm more saying, but they're, so, yeah, they're Like you say, they're on the same line. So. Yeah, so you can, can yeah. kind of pick up the kind of caramel notes you'd yeah. kind of expect along those type of beers. So, well, let me try I think for me personally, my favourite bitter would probably be Stones. We've had that on the... Uh, uh, podcast as well. I think for me, it's that kind of Yorkshire bitter, almost. I think that John Smith's, you know, for me, those are the kind of bit bitters I would have. You've got a very quizzical look on your mind, so I'm curious. Problem is, when I drink a mild, yeah, I it takes you back. To, okay. So I'm like, hmm. so obviously the things aren't going to taste the same. So I'm analysing in my head what parts are similar and what parts aren't. Can, can they put that on the like back back of it, like <laughs> not banks? Not banks is original. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we haven't printed the labels yet, so it's fine. Exactly, it's still um, a chance. Like it's very, very delicate. There is a there's a slight hint of fruitness, but not as much as okay. I would normally expect with like yeah. Banks's original. Because um, yeah. <laughs> funny enough, it's not Banks's original. But um, I think that is a good benchmark for a bitter because it is such a standard bitter. I'm like, and that's thing. What? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I think it's because I'm thinking about stones as a mild bitter kind of thing. That's the thing. Sorry, yeah, just like stones is a bitter. Just this is a mild James. Yeah, okay, just, I mean, just, I hate you people so listen to us for the anal- like, you know, analyzing of the beers. And, well, well, well uh, like I said, the previous review. How can two men know so much? Um, <laughs> anyway, okay, you talk about uh, yeah. Well, I, so uh, I'm picking up. There is, I can get the. I don't really pick up any of the caramel notes in the actual beer itself. There is a slight subtle yeasty undertone for it um, or maybe it's just a particular mm. hop that they've used that kind of gives that effect to it um, overall though I do think it's a very very pleasant drink now remember we are drinking this after a very intense IPA so it might take a couple yeah. of to start picking up all of the tones uh, but overall that is very drinkable that is very drinkable I think for me personally like the aroma was quite pungent from what I was expecting 
Um, but I would say actually that's far more pleasant than I thought it would be. Not as floral as I was expecting it to be from the smell as well. I'd mm. say it's far more subtle than the aroma would would have kind of suggested. The thing is, um, with, when it comes to uh, things like mild and stuff, especially like with Four Chaps Brewery, they do tend to use a lot more American style hops rather yeah. than the uh, British style. So that might be the slight flaw that I'm picking up. Do we know what hops, hops are in it? I don't. Uh, this is why they need better labels, you know. I mean, compared, <laughs> I mean, don't worry, we complain a lot about a lot of the craft cans, yeah. right, that have very little information. But yeah, a load of blurb and nothing. Yeah, a, a bottle with just a name percentage and uh, four chats brew on. I mean, to be fair, this is so fresh that most people haven't even got it yet, yeah. James. So uh, <laughs> I shouldn't be so complaining. Picky battles. It's fine. Kev's our biggest fan, right? He can't hate us. He can't hate us. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is there's another three chaps there. They'll happily kick you right in. So. Oh, that is true, actually. Now there's three of them. I didn't mind when there was two of them. I, I was brave against two, but three would take me in a fight. Oh, dear. But yeah, um, if, to be honest, we, um, the only other mold we've had this year was uh, we drank Attic Brews, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, not on the podcast, we did it as one of our tasting sessions. Um I think I think you're right though. Now the the IPA is slowly wearing off, and actually you start to pick up more and more of the flavors, don't it's you? It's really good, and and I think when we had the IPA because of the hoppiness, I think it did seem a lot more subtle. But actually, there's a lot of complexity there. That is really nice. I think that's the thing. The flavor, the very, flavors very are beautiful. definitely coming through, and whatever the hops are, that that really works with it. Like, well, the hops kind of like, offset the uh, lower alcohol volume, yeah. So you don't feel like you're having a weak beer, which is Cause, done well. Which is the point of a mild, right? It's the idea that it doesn't taste like a three point four percent, even though it is. So, um, no, it's a it is a very very uh, drinkable beer, one you can easily session on all day long. Uh, again, it's not Banks's mild, but I'd say I'm not a massive fan of Banks's. What's wrong with you? Um, and so actually, I would say this is better. <laughs> So, well, no occasion for taste. Right, so uh, just, just, to, just to really throw out there, genuinely, like that, that is really good. So, problem is though, have you drinking? Have you drank Banksy's Mold on cask or out of a bottle or a can? Because there both, is a massive difference. Both, both cask is better, but as, cask is like yeah, seen, as you know, the thing. Providing they so clean the yeah, lines, exactly. they need to do like every four days because any longer than that, mm. it starts ruining the beer. Not that I've worked in a pub before. Oh no! If, I mean, if I was comparing this to the bottle, hands down, way, way better because the bottle. Banks is, oh, in my opinion, and dream. My my dad, massive fan. Yeah, but <laughs> so he can't he's account not for taste. Beer connoisseur, isn't he? Oh, can't, no, account, wait, he's not. can't account for taste. But um, well, yeah. So no, the but, thing is, I actually used yeah. to run pubs many, many moons ago. I, mean, I can't believe I actually used to work right, in pubs. Rub it in. No. Right, Mr. Big Thing over here. I used to run pubs actually. You know, well, nearly twenty years ago. I didn't start twenty pubs. years. Yeah, oh, I'm feeling a bit old now. Well, I haven't run pubs. I mean, I worked in an SU bar and stuff like that. But saying that, I mean, the closest we <laughs> we never did miles. <laughs> Funnily enough, they're not popular in SU bars. Really? Guinness, Guinness, really popular in SU bars, but Shocker. not that. Carling, very popular, not. Yeah. Um, but no, also, but to be honest, the one thing I used to take pride in when I used to do run my pubs was cleaning my lines so the cask beer was always fresh. And I prefer we used to go through so yeah. much it never used to get stale either. Yeah. And I would rather pull a couple of points off, throw it down the sink, and yeah. have a nice beer all the way through rather than just let there and like, yeah. give someone a, a rough point. Well, I think so, we talked about lines is always the most important thing when you're drinking because. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, there's a few local ones by us where some of the beer just tastes so chemically sometimes because they clearly haven't done it the right way and they yeah. haven't cleaned it out properly and it just, it ruins the whole experience. Well, with cask, the reason yeah. why cask tastes yeah. so much better is because the beer's still alive. Yeah. Anything in the keg or a bottle or a can, they have to kill that beer off before they can bottle mm. it because they can't allow it to keep on working. Yeah. And that's the reason why cask generally tastes so much better, but you have to also maintain it better as well, so... It is one of those ones. Um, but yeah, so I is believe it, I called last time, so it's your yeah, I'm, turn. James. I'm happy to do that. One thing I would say, is it, so just just more for, okay, for good, Kevin yeah. the four track. So if there's something you could answer this to make it as good as Banks's for you, because you don't think this is as good as Banks's, what is it that well, it's maybe missing? Like, in terms of I haven't tweak, had it for a long yeah, time. Yeah, but, but what is it that you would necessarily tweak if there was something you were going to say about it, like in that sense? I'm just curious more than anything, because I'm trying to think actually. What is it that I'd want? I think it's a very subtle fruity tones. Well, I'm getting the caramel, I'm getting mm. the, uh, you know, I'm getting that kind of smoothness and everything from the, and the very subtle hop notes. I think it's maybe a, a little slight touch of fruitiness. Sorry, so, so, okay. No, 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 when I say slight like, touch, I mean it's literally little. the most yeah. subtlest touch. Because I think for me personally, like, you know, it's weird to say, as a body and as a texture, they've hit the mild perfectly. Oh, yeah, super. And that's the thing. That is, and, that is, that is yeah. as a drink, as a look, yeah. as a texture, as drinking. That is perfect. For me personally, the caramel notes, stuff like that, 
hits it perfectly. I get more of the kind of floral notes to it. Maybe anyway, I'm just not picking up. And that's the thing. Remember, so I, I'm getting that and thinking that's where, and that's why I'm. Yeah. But remember, I've right. still got issues with some. You still of my got issues. Senses. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> but, you know, because of the yeah, smell yeah. and stuff like that, so yeah, I may not be picking up yeah. at this particular point. Or maybe because of the fact that we had such a big hit in the IPA beforehand. Yeah, I think it'd be, um, it'd be curious to know the hops as well because actually maybe that would be it. Maybe it's well, a fortunately, the hops, so. I do have a second bottle of this, so we'll be trying it later on, and we'll uh, maybe we'll mention it on the next podcast. Maybe, but yeah. Okay. So your time to uh, select okay. your order, James. So I oh, think I've got. This... A, I think I've got a rough idea how it's going to go. It is quite hard, to be fair. Um, oh, that's the first time you said that? Oh, <laughs> actually, yes, it is. It is. Uh, no, you, get pill- you can get pills these days now for that, to be fair. I thought I was stopping right. running out of bed. Uh-huh. No, 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 oh, okay. no. I'm Jake <laughs> DePake. Anyway, um, 60... No. Doesn't matter. 61 deep uh, pale was probably... That's the worst one you could have picked. <laughs> Those comments. 61 deep. 61 Deep Pale Ale that's what I'm going to put as kind of my number 4 because it's very pleasant okay it is but actually compared to the other 3 what I've actually really enjoyed all 3 I would say they're all very sessionable and actually this is one of the really hard podcast episodes where I actually like all 4 beers so it makes it a lot harder to say not one of these is that's the worst beer there like none of them are terrible but I'd probably put that just because it's too standard it's too generic compared to the others in my opinion if, if I'm going yeah, to go down there. Um, I probably then would put the Lunar IPA Dingbat, which is surprising because actually, when I drank it, as a second, I thought, oh, this this is it's going to be my top choice. I'd already kind of in my head was like, yeah, yeah that's really good. Um, but then I... Oh, it's so hard. I'd probably say Mild Thing is third from the four chaps. It's really good. It, it is... It's such a good mild. But then, for me personally, that American IPA, that is... Probably one of the best balanced IPAs I've had for me personally, but then I like that hoppiness. Yeah. And I just think it's so good um, and also so unique from my standpoint because, let's be honest, I'm probably never going to be able to try that beer ever again. Yeah. You know, um, it's a shame because I would say the mild and even the dingbat, they're all such good beers. So it's so hard to like put it, but I think that just the style of the beer, I'm definitely more an IPA man. And so that hoppiness just was really good. So I think the American IPA then from uh, Great Return Hardy Wood is going to have to be it. Right, so yeah. in last place for me, yeah. Great Return. Yeah, surprising. What a shit. Um, <laughs> it just didn't know what it wanted to do. There was just, all it was was uh, intense bitterness and I would, I'm quite happy never doing that again. Yeah, so you I'm didn't get the citrus notes that, that I got and then I think it was just too hoppy for you. So no. Yeah. Yeah. no, I wasn't a fan in the slightest. Uh, third, 61 Deep. Yeah. Again, I did say when I started, we drink a lot of it, but because it's the best of the bad bunch yeah. rather than something I would naturally go to. I think it's just because it's more a more intense hoppy flavour than we get with the majority of pale ales. Um, and it's all about balancing me. And I don't like it as bitter as that as a general rule because I find it a little bit more drinkable. Top two is very close. And yeah. I'm just kind of struggling to decipher between the two. Um mm. You know what, it's going to have to be, I'll put Lunar in second. So, Dingbat uh, Beer Lunar IPA. Uh, it, it is very close in between the yeah. two. It's very drinkable. A lot different to the one we had the other day as well. Yeah. Or at least the way we picked up on those notes, depending on what we drank before. Um, it's a good thing Banks' smile wasn't there, because that would be ahead of you. I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Lunar IPA, it's a fantastic beer. If you haven't tried it, it's, it's not actually badly priced either for... Uh, small microbreweries because yeah. some things you can like seven eight pound a, uh, a can. It's nowhere near that, so it's actually it is worth trying if you can get it or get a couple of friends and split the box between the two of you. Yeah, probably the best way to do it. Uh, but yeah, I don't have any of those, Chris. So. I know. Um, but no, I, the thing is, I, I think I agree with you putting my thing right. I think for me personally, the IPA is just because I like that style of beer. But if of the four of them, which one am I most looking forward to having another bottle of that you've got? It's going to be the no, mild thing. I've got another bottle. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I just said you've got the bottle, yeah. but you know, I've which got one the I'm looking forward to having. Yeah. No, no, no. I've got the bottle. You know, you said friends. I thought we were. No. No, there's a I difference very between mistaken. Uh, family oh. and friends. Wow, there we go. And that's a depressing note to end 2021. Uh, 2020 on. I've already. 2021. Yeah. That's it. I want to end the whole thing. He's opening it into one. <laughs> but no, uh, very quickly, mild thing. Um, yeah, I do have that. It's trying to associate things with nostalgia, and I know for a fact if yeah. I went to had a pint of Banksy's original, 
It would taste as good as it... It would not taste the same as what's in my head. And you have to get around that. As a drink, mild thing, it's it's really subtle. It's really drinkable. There's enough complexity to it that it can keep you guessing and thinking about what's happening, as we've done all the way through, because every sip has been different. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it it really is an enjoyable beer, um, which depresses me because I was hoping to roast him if I'm honest um, the, that, was the, that was the one I was thinking mm, I can throw it back in his face no he's actually done a good job there he's doing it, which I'm really happy because like I said I was so excited I, I think I mentioned on the Instagram live as well it, yeah. when, when we were talking about like it's the one I really want to try and I'm so glad because well, we, we are more friends so yeah. that's the difference and, and it, that is such a pleasant mild so I think I don't want to say Kev's done a good job the other three chaps well done to them yeah <laughs> Yeah, Chris, fantastic work. Um, right, well, thank you very much. Uh, this is obviously our final episode for 2020. It only ends in a, uh, was it six and a half hours time? Six so, hours time. so yeah, uh, we'll see you in 2021. 2021. Uh, thank you, everybody, for your support. We really appreciate it. We have grown far faster than what we ever anticipated. So thank you for your support all around the world, not just the UK, the US, New Zealand, all the different places that you do listen to us. Thank you very much. Pennsylvania, Virginia. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Uh, oh. I apologise for my uh, <laughs> poor choice of co-host. However, limited options, obviously, with a good local climate. Right, so, uh, yeah, we'll be speaking to you soon. And uh, we have a slightly different episode planned for the yeah. next episode. Oh, so, yeah, just a little tease there. Yeah. Keep your eyes yeah. peeled, folks, and uh, enjoy your New Year's.